Welcome to Let's Just Talk About It. In this episode, we talk to Claire Curtis. Claire is a Reiki master and energy healer who specializes in healing miscarriage trauma and birth trauma for both patients and their partners. Well, hello, Claire. Welcome to Let's Just Talk About It. How are you today? Really good, thank you. Really uh, proud to uh, be asked to be part of this with you. I'm glad to hear it. You've had a significant healing effect on my life, and I hope we can share that with more women and men. If we can just start by talking about Claire Curtis Wellbeing, which is your company and your background, you could tell us a bit about you and your practice. That'd be great. So I've been using Reiki energy for over around 10 years now, and that's been a consistent part of my life. However, it was around eight years ago that I had my own experience, traumatic birth experience, followed by postnatal depression, which was quite severe. As a consequence of that, because I believe from everything, something amazing can can happen. My life transformed as well as being a mother. I decided to retrain so that I could help support more women Mm -hmm. through pregnancy hold that space for them in a group setting and that's evolved really so I've continued to add to my offerings to help women I can now offer birth trauma recovery for women and their partners if they've suffered trauma and are having symptoms like post-traumatic stress symptoms after their experiences i am a reiki master now and a and a moon mother so i work with energy and helping to heal people on their journey you know it's it's a team much a team effort when it comes to healing because people set their intentions as well so i'm not necessarily doing all of the healing but i'm helping to support that process okay i feel very passionate about that I need to ask for the listeners, so what exactly is Reiki and what exactly is the moon mother thing? You mentioned two very interesting concepts. So for people who haven't heard about it, what are these two? Okay, um, Reiki is universal life force energy. It's a Japanese word and it is um, a, a channel for Reiki energy to support a person to, and for it to go wherever it's needed to go for that person's kind of highest and, and greatest good. Reiki is an intelligent energy and it goes to wherever that person needs it, whether it's emotional, physical, um, mental, spiritual. And it just helps to clear people's energies in whatever way there's, is needed. That's Reiki, a very brief explanation of it. And Moon Mother energy is pure divine feminine energy. So it's harnessing our connection to the moon and our feminine power, really, and helping uh, connect that divine feminine energy within us on an individual level. And as we're more women start to tap into that divine feminine energy and to use that energy we ultimately create a ripple effect and it can start to readdress um, the imbalance that we have at the moment and it is useful for men as well because men are also out of balance so it's not kind of just for women although mm. predominantly currently i support more women well, it's interesting you mentioned out of balance. We will come back to that, but 
I was wondering if we could start by talking about pregnancy and how a woman experiences pregnancy, you know, how does, it's not just a physical change, is it? It, it is more to it. Does that happen from the moment you get pregnant? Could you just talk to that for a bit? Yep. I think it depends on the person as to how quickly these other changes happen. So we know that physically our bodies change, our hormones change. We find that far more palatable. We can see that and we understand it. But there's also other changes going on as well in a woman's mind and energetically as well within our center because when we have when we become pregnant we have a new source of energy within us mm-hmm. and so there is there are other changes occurring if we when we become pregnant our body begins a new cycle something that we deny ourselves culturally is a cyclical approach to life we tend to think of everything quite linear But when we begin a pregnancy cycle, we are effectively in a nine, well, actually a 12-month cycle. So the first three months are our spring, you know, the opening of the new buds, new growth. Mm -hmm. Come into a summer part, the second trimester, where we, generally speaking, women tend to have a bit more energy in their pregnancy. Then the third trimester, which is more of our autumn where we're starting to slow down and we're entering a transition there from our baby is currently within us and then they, as we come out of autumn, when our baby becomes earthside, we enter a winter phase, that hibernation. So if you have, you know, if you have your newborn, you are in a state of ideally retreat from the world with just you and your baby. So we're going through a cycle. Mm-hmm. And so pregnancy is starting off that cycle. And presumably that cycle is what permits the baby to develop. Absolutely. A healthy baby, because if we didn't have the stages, that wouldn't happen. I mean, in this podcast, we are focusing on miscarriage. I do want to talk about, you know, what then happens to a woman when she has a miscarriage, if she's in that depending on what stage she's in, obviously, I would think the effect on the woman would be different. Could we just talk about that? Absolutely. If we are in that state of starting to embody that cycle within us and that baby's growth, and then for whatever reason, we have a miscarriage, that cycle is abruptly stopped. So where a woman would have been um, flowing, that process would have been flowing and evolving, it's abruptly stopped. Describe it in some ways as you're on a train track and suddenly your train has been completely derailed. So mm. what situation, you know, energetically we're all in a, in a flux. Our, our mind is telling us one thing, but our heart and our womb space and our energy are telling us something completely different. We're already in that nurturing kind of energetic with the connection. We have already started to accept and bond with our unborn baby. So it's, it literally throws every, everything for the person going through that. And it's very it's harsh. I'm saying the obvious, it's harsh. It's probably one of the hardest things someone can go through. I mean, obviously, 
there are the physical symptoms, you know, with the kind of methodology you choose for the miscarriage. And then you do have the physical pain. And of course, I think most people connect with the emotional pain that comes with it because it is sad. It is disappointing. From a woman's perspective and because of the changes you were describing earlier hormonally and energetically, is there some sort of deeper healing that may be necessary or that women may not be aware of that might be needed in this place, you know, in this space of pregnancy and miscarriage? Personally, yes, I believe there there is more that can be done because we're still carrying that residual energy of that experience and that can have a different effect on different people. However, to help someone to fully heal from that experience, I believe that they should also allow themselves the opportunity to release that energy from their body. And that can be done in different ways. I feel that by allowing yourself to release that energetically and create space again to Mm. invite in that love and nurturing energy back, it's almost like um, a cleanse. Mm. It's like an energy cleanse. I'm not sure how well I'm explaining it today. But yeah, it's like it's a, a... an energetic cleanse because we're holding on to that experience and our body holds on to trauma physically and emotionally so we need to help ease that away as Mm -hmm. well i also feel as do some other healers that it affects trauma that we've gone through and energy that we hold on to remains in your body it can effectively be passed through our lineage if we do not allow ourselves to heal mm-hmm. that part of ourselves as well, if we're still holding on to that energy from our experience, then potentially that can affect us as we move forward. So there might be a future pregnancy. We could be bringing forward some of that energy still, which can manifest itself into fear or uh, something that does not does not serve you well as you move forward. Mm. Uh, so it's it's really very important to deal with each layer of healing. It is a holistic kind of experience, isn't it? And then I know from my own miscarriage and then my own successful pregnancy that when a woman gets pregnant, or indeed when a couple gets pregnant, you want a holistic nurturing for the fetus. You want everything, every aspect, everything taken care of. And so that same rule applies to if the pregnancy is terminated. And we've understood that as a society when we have, say, a car crash, you know, Mm -hmm. we get PTSD and we've sort of mentally assimilated the need and the requirement to heal that. But we haven't sort of done that on the miscarriage side of it. And I think there's a sensitivity around it, obviously, you know, not, yeah. no one wants to really talk about it. And then for the first three months, you're advised not to talk to anyone about your pregnancy. So you're kind of in a very difficult position, but everything you're talking about is something that couples and women can deal with in private, right? They can do it in the privacy of their homes and there's no real need to talk about it as such. Absolutely. 
to anyone if they happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was quite interested in what you said about the body and the memory of trauma. And I know from my own experience that my mother had spoken to me about a miscarriage that she had. And it was actually an abortion. I don't know. One of the two. But she carried a lot of pain from that. And I was the child after that uh, pregnancy with three children. But every time she would mention it, it somehow got my attention, even as a young child or a young adult, you know. And when I had my miscarriage and about two years after it, I met you. And we had healing session for my miscarriage, which was two years ago. I was just amazed at the amount of grief that had been stored in my body. And I was obviously, I mean, I went through an entire pregnancy, a birth, lots of life events, a wedding, creating podcasts, writing stuff, you know, with that grief living inside me. Of course, you can carry on with life. But when you release it, that's when you really realize the extent to which the grief was living inside you, you know? Yes, and, and how that much it was holding onto you. And is that, is that what you, you, were, you were talking about? And can, I, I'm just so interested in this because I've had a direct experience. I wanted to ask you, how does that actually hinder a woman in her life, you know, that experience of trauma that stays in her body? Well, as always, it's, there's lots of different aspects to it, but we can, from an experience, create a, a belief about ourselves or our ability, or as a woman, we can lose connection and faith in what our body is capable of, mm-hmm. which could manifest itself in different ways. For example, it could affect it, a previous miscarriage could then affect someone's ability to birth in a physiological way, like vaginal delivery, for example, potentially, not always. It will find its way to come out until it is dealt with because it is something that needs to be healed. Or you may have dealt with your experience on one level and then through everything else over the space of a couple of years suddenly it's just risen up again for whatever reason and you realize that now I need to deal with this in a new way because it's presented itself in a different light with a different perspective. It can be sometimes people seeing their their child and thinking of the child that they have also lost and it's really important I feel for women and their partners to acknowledge that that Life is still very much a part of your story and your family and your experience and allow yourself to feel what needs to be felt. And that is part of the healing process, Mm. allowing everything to be felt and acknowledged. And that empowerment can make you feel lighter. It's not to say that there might not still be grief there, but it can make you feel lighter and more able to move forward with that greater understanding of what you've been through and it can help you to connect as well once again to perhaps your your womb space Mm -hmm. and the the journey that has brought you 
to that point, we hold so much power within our womb space. And so as these things come up to be healed, we become stronger and allow that energy within us to rise, that divine feminine energy to rise, whether you're male or female, that nurturing, pure love. I know what you mean. I think for me, even now, I get emotional when we are talking about it, you know, and I've had a a healthy child, but I still get emotional about it. And I think for me, it manifested on self-inquiry. It manifested as sometimes a lack of confidence, sometimes self-doubt, sometimes self-sabotage. And I think you feel your PMS is stronger. You feel your upsets more. It, you, you, you fight with your husband, you're more angry with your husband, <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from. It kind of manifests in all kinds of ways. So, yeah. you know, I was on the trading floor for a good eight years and had something like this happen to me and I had to go back into that environment and put on my masculine big boy hat and boots. I would have been fighting a big battle inside me had I not energetically cleared this energy or this trauma rather. And you just spoke about uh, couples in the womb space and divine energy. I want to touch upon these three things. So the womb space, not discussed much. You have a biology class on it, and then you kind of are shipped off into the world. If you become a doctor, you learn a little more about it, but then everyone has to be a millionaire, so everyone's busy working. <laughs> Talk to us. Re- reacquaint us with our womb space, please, for men and women, because it's a common space at some point, right? Yes. And it's really important for men to be allowed to explore this as well, because they have been also disadvantaged by the feminine energy and the, the womb space energy being denied. We've all been affected by this. So if I think of it in terms of, there's lots of different ways to actually to, to talk about this. So masculine energy is very linear mm-hmm. and remains fairly constant. Feminine energy is more cyclical as I've described, and it might be a bit more complex and a bit more messy, but it has, there's an order to it in terms of the seasons for example and there's a right time for us to be creative for example um, within a cyclical nature there's a right time for us to be quiet and still and reflective there's a right time for us to be using lots of energy like during our summer season for example where we are at the moment we are very masculine energy dominant when you say where we are you mean the world yeah, like, glo- globally. Where we are as civilization. Yeah, because this is individual and our individual experiences affect globally as well. So there's always the bigger picture at play here. If, for example, we were able to create a sacred union between the divine masculine energy and the divine feminine energy, so that's like a, a balance between the two, then that will invite more men to be able to express themselves perhaps in a vulnerable way it would allow men to and culture to allow men to fit into that nurturing energetic space as well and allow 
us to, as a culture and globally, to appreciate far more fully creativity and the arts as much as we do other academic and schools of thought, the linear schools of thought. So I'm covering a lot of things here, but ultimately what comes from our womb space and the divine feminine energy is our ability to create. To create, right. To create. The female body and the feminine is a sacred way of showing that we are all able to create and that doesn't always necessarily mean children. That can mean podcasts. It can mean artwork. It can mean creating amazing meals for our family. It presents itself in many different ways, but we are just out of tune with that. So the more that women in particular who have their womb space can connect with their womb space and what it tells you as an individual so your womb will be telling you certain things during your cycles now is my time to be resting now is the time I feel creative now is the time that I feel I have lots of energy and I want to get things done and I want to be up until three o'clock in the morning doing this this and this because I just have to do it and this is part of our power so we have that individual power within us that we are just not quite tuned into and as more do tune into that the more empowered women are going to be and the more they can help invite that energy into the people around us and our partners and you know our families and they can start to see that and that is a really powerful thing but sadly we've got to this point because we have lost that connection to our room space and I think, I suppose, and you can, you please answer this, but when it comes to miscarriage, in a sense, I feel for me personally, in hindsight, it was a case of, I decided, oh, my life gave me an opportunity to get pregnant much later. So at 38 was my mm-hmm. first pregnancy. And I think a lot of women find themselves in that boat because we kind of have to get ourselves on our feet and this and that, you know, so... Everything that you just very beautifully described about our power as women because of our womb space and feminine energy is sort of making me think that I had probably not tuned into that from a baby creation perspective and had tuned into that from a life creation perspective, you know. And so when I first, I went for the first go, my body wasn't quite there yet and it needed a chance, like a second chance. and. For women, sometimes it takes two, three. I know also cultural perspectives affect women's attitudes towards miscarriage. And in fact, the womb space that you just spoke of and the divine feminine, like a friend of mine who's had very beautiful children said each of her children was part of a twin and the twin didn't make it. But it was a small twin. So it was kind of like a physical thing and it didn't affect her that much. And she got she had a healthy child. And so there's lots of factors at play, isn't it? And I think what you're saying is that this is a beautiful part of us. And when you have a miscarriage, you have to honor that cycle that has stopped. Like, you know, it, it is a cycle and it stopped and you've got to really honor yourself, honor your womb space, honor your divine energy. 
What do you help people? How do you help people do that? I know I've had two, you know, wonderful healing experiences with you, but I'd love to go into the modalities that you use to help people bring themselves closer to womb space and divine feminine. The very first thing that is really powerful is to hold space for women to share their experience because there is something very powerful about a woman being allowed to share her story and her womb story and sometimes we only kind of touch the surface with our womb stories. Our womb stories can start much earlier in life, maybe even as a child. Our wombs hold all of that. So but in terms of what we're speaking about today, holding space for someone, allowing them to share their experience and their womb story, encouraging women to open up communication with their womb and to listen to what their womb wants to tell them. It's a two-way communication, you know, speak to your womb and listen to your womb. Energetically, helping a woman to connect her mind, heart and womb space because that alignment, again, helps that chain of communication it also can help with um, hormonal imbalances. It can help with our ability to care for ourselves as well as for others. Quite often, especially when we are a parent, mother or father, we are giving a lot. And we need to remember that we also need to give that love back to ourselves. So, we, so that is part of the process. And then connecting and balancing out the archetypes within our womb space. There are four female archetypes. So we start to connect those four female archetypes mm-hmm. and then effectively our sovereignty and our power within our, our womb. And that helps to rebalance the, the energies as well so that if our wombs are out of sync and our cycles are out of sync it can help to readdress those balances as well Mm. so that's from the energetic perspective so people can get in touch with you over say zoom or skype and you could help them reconnect these energy centers to rebalance in a sense and how many sessions does it actually take it really depends on the individual and the work that they also put in mm-hmm. because there has to be an, an intention there energetically on the receiver's side. When I give room healing sessions, they take four weeks to integrate into your cycle. And so it's important to notice any changes that, you're, that are happening with yourself and then, um, and then just seeing, do I need another kind of layer here? Do I need it to just be kind of like, you just keep tuning until it's complete. So, and until the woman feels completely empowered by their womb space. So let's say on average, three or four sessions. Three or four sessions. Yeah, yeah. And before- It might also depend on someone's experience because they might also find that opening up one level of healing then triggers another aspect of their womb healing because as I said before, our womb stories started even when we were children. That's also an important thing to 
There's a very famous image of a pregnant woman with another girl baby inside her, with another girl baby inside her, and a little arrow saying, that might be you. So everything those two women are going through is stored in your DNA, whether you like it or not. But Claire, before we end, I do uh, feel quite strongly that men also need to be honored in this process. And I think with hormonal changes and just general patriarchal wounds, sometimes women can be quite harsh on their partners, either without meaning to and always later or sometimes feeling guilty later, you know. Let's just talk a bit about miscarriage in men and how that might affect their energy and that how they could benefit without really hurting their male image from some kind of healing. Like, let's just talk about it because it's not talked about. Yeah. First things is the birth trauma recovery process that I offer people is for the people that have experienced something, that they've seen something traumatic and they've feared for like, their partner's life, for example. So if it's the woman, it could be her life or her baby's life. If it's your partner, they may be fearful for what they saw happening to the female, yet they are not always able to express that fear and so they hold on to that and that again can manifest into you know anxiety for them sleeplessness for them and so the rewind process that i use can help them to feel more neutral about the the experience so they're less triggered by it and affected by it as they move forward so that is one aspect that i don't think people often consider because Women have obviously gone through that experience, but the partners have witnessed it. So they have also been traumatized by what they have gone through. So I think that's really important to acknowledge. And not only is the, what I call the mother wound deep, but for for women, but it's also deep for men, because Mm -hmm. as we briefly touched on, men have been, generally speaking, told not to express themselves, you know, man up, unhelpful, yeah. just not progressive ways of communicating with the men. So they, they feel like they, they don't know how to necessarily articulate themselves because they've not known at such a young age how to do that. They're not encouraged to communicate about their feelings and things like that. And even if they are uncomfortable talking about that, it doesn't mean that energetically we can't nurture them Mm. as well Mm -hmm. men also need nurturing especially at a time like this absolutely it's not about just the woman you know and it's funny you say that because in our case and I feel comfortable saying it now my husband was away you know very typical 21st century couple always some partners traveling for work he was away and he actually had i mean he's a very blokey bloke and he had he had a dream that i had a miscarriage but he never told me about it and he only told me about it recently like a month before and that's like two and a half years later so men are very very connected to the process So I'm so glad you spoke to that. So how can you help 
partners heal energetically? I would start off with Reiki, mm-hmm. usually with men, as well as holding space for them so that they can share if they want to. As I said, some men prefer not to. They're just happy to just have that space where they can just release whatever they're holding onto. Men process things differently. So Reiki is always the first port of call mm-hmm. for me if the birth trauma recovery process and the, the kind of mental state isn't the, the initial thing. But energetically, I think Reiki is really amazing. And if it feels appropriate, then I would bring in a divine feminine mm-hmm. energy as well if I feel that they are receptive to that. It's good to know that the partner's perspective is equally important, equally relevant, and equally in need of healing. And so, you know, I hope all the men out there that have suffered from miscarriage can turn within and look at their own needs for healing. Because that in turn, what, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but that would make the couple stronger. And the next try for a baby different from the first one, you know, because energetically they're in a different place. And so my guru Paramahansa Yogananda says that, you know, when a man and a woman come together, they invite in a energetic match. And so the more you work on your energy, the more beneficial it is to your family and your future and the world's future, really. More than a hundred percent, because when you've got that sacred union and the balance of the feminine and the, the masculine between you both. And that's regardless, actually, of the sex of the person in your relationship, whether you've got two women or, you know, it doesn't matter. You still have that balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. And when you've got that match, you are so much more likely to draw up that creative energy together and get even further to, to manifest what it is that you need. And also by inviting the more men to heal and communicate and be a part of this and understand this now, but also helping future generations. And that's Um, how we change the world. You know, that's how we heal the world. The lesser birth trauma passes on through men and women, men and women, you know, and I'm glad you spoke to same-sex couples. Everybody carries birth trauma, maybe, or maybe not, but at least find out, you know. And I think a miscarriage is a real opportunity to do that, to honor yourself, to honor your journey as a human being. Wonderful. I mean, I think everything I wanted to talk to you about, we've covered, but I definitely want you to let us know where people can reach you. I'll put your, should I put your email address on the bio and then people can write in to you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I've got a website, Claire Curtis Wellbeing co.uk it's claire without an i i always forget to mention that yeah or claire email is claire at clairecurtiswellbeing.co.uk so hopefully people can find me if they feel that i resonate with them and can help them i'd love to well you've really helped me and uh, i really hope that people will take their own healing on board you know i just wanted to also just touch upon one thing that you mentioned on your website that it doesn't matter when your miscarriage happened, right? It doesn't matter. You can still get in touch with Absolutely. the healing process. Okay. Yeah, because you're still potentially holding on to that experience and you may not have processed it fully and healing comes in, in many layers. And 
I've helped people, you know, seven or eight years down the line. I could even help grandmothers, you know, because of their experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, I think better late than never, better late than never. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time and for the healing I've received. I shall get back in touch once, you know, this can be reached online and then hopefully we can help loads and loads and loads of couples. <laughs> yep, I really hope so. Really hope so. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you. Bye.